Gabin Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. Say what we want and we don't care. Gabin, girl time, Gabin, girl time, Gabin, girl time. Bing. <laughs> Hi, Gigi. Beauty. How are you? I am Gail Grantham. <laughs> it's that time. I am Gail Grantham and I'm sitting here. With Jen. Hi, I'm just Jen. And she is the poo to my sham. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Gail, I have to say that you are the David Lee Roth to my spandex. (laughs) I am so flattered. I am so flattered. Hey, happy to be here. This is our second episode i know of it's Gavin a Girl Time. sophomore episode <laughs> we're trying to use the reader's digest vocabulary so we're so excited it is episode two electric boogaloo <laughs> and uh what are we gonna be talking about today it's one of my favorite subjects oh yes well if you guys listen last time we did a little soft introduction to ourselves because you know we We've decided we cross paths on this journey and through our conversations and having Gavin Girl time in the hair salon, we decided you guys might enjoy a podcast where we talk about our experiences and our perceptions and how we've lived in a few different alternative lifestyles and what we're hoping to do we're not experts i don't have a p well i have a phd i'm a professional hairdresser but (laughs) we're not experts however through our life experiences and uh, we are seasoned yes like like uh tony's creo seasoning yeah tony (laughs) chasheries and you can say it however you like So, but we hope to entertain, enlighten, and educate on some of the things that we do know and share this time with you and kind of give you an inside look because Braddy is in the entertainment world. She's a burlesque dancer. She's a. You're uh, also in the entertainment field as a comedian. There you go. Yeah. Comedian and a terrible actress, actor, (laughs) act. Actor thespian. I'm a thespian. And sometimes, but not a very good one at all. <laughs> so not good. But for me, this is a fun episode because we get to talk about popular culture and BDSM in popular culture. Like in yes. movies, in TV, in books. What got us interested as we were talking about influences... Yeah, in the beginning of our lifestyle, and uh, you know, like, in even in the beginning of our life, what influenced us, and you know, uh, as we thought about it, when she was like, "What television?" I know you had books, 
because mm-hmm. we talked about uh, she had forum. There was a comic book out called Sex to Sexy <laughs> that was quite interesting that I would peruse often. Mm-hmm. And so we we're like, what movies kind of shaped you? I think it's more it's more movies than uh, TV shows because I haven't seen a lot of TV shows. Uh, that just center around BDSM. There's, I've seen a lot of cop shows and like crime dramas that uh, have, that will maybe have an episode with a theme or something. With the seedier side. Yeah, but I haven't seen a show other than the show Bonding. Have you seen that? Yes. Yeah. Is, who is that? Hulu? Amazon? Yeah. Netflix? I'm sorry, I've got to name them all, I think, if I name one. It's on there somewhere. Technically, do we get I want to say it's on, I want to say it's on Netflix. Get, it's some streaming platform. Yeah. And if there's one out there that I didn't mention, if you throw it, throw me a line <laughs> at our email, gabandgirltime at gmail.com. By the way, anybody can email us there. We'll read them. We may not answer you. We may not agree with you. We may laugh. Well, no. Well, okay, yeah, that's no, going to happen. that's only for shitty comments. If you send us a <laughs> shitty comment, we'll read it, we'll laugh at you, and then... We'll obsess about it till for one month later and make a show, but we're going to pretend it doesn't bother us at all until we're confident that you've gotten bored with us and moved along. All right, bitch, please. So we're talking about bonding. Yes. Which I thought was a good show. Was it accurate? It was very cheesy, but I did. did yeah, it. but yeah. I did laugh and I and it was relatable to me. Yes. Movies, though. All right. So I have to say the movie that I absolutely love that influences me and still does to this day. I have to watch it, you know, sometime every year is the movie Secretary. Yeah. With, uh, I think it's Maggie Gyllenhaal and James. And James, James Bader. Oh, James Spader. Okay, first of all... James Spader, if you're listening, you can totally be my next husband. My daddy does not care. We love you. Yes. We love you. This is also a tip. <laughs> I don't know. This isn't necessarily true. It is somewhat stereotypical. If somebody is into James Spader for any reason <laughs> whatsoever, it's because... They're not vanilla. They're way more kinky than just ask. Say, oh, are you into James Spader? And that that should be like the code word. (laughs) For one of us is getting tied down in the future. (laughs) Consensually. (laughs) So, Secretary, I highly, highly recommend. Um, The reason that I really liked it was it was two people who... One had a very dominant side and one had a very submissive side. And um, he had the very sadist side and she had the very masochistic side. And, but neither one of them knew what it was or why they were feeling that way. But the energy between them that brings them together, for me, it was just magical I call it, you know, the BDSM fairy tale. Yeah, you know, they live like happily the, ever it's after. It's the lighter side. It's not as dark. I didn't think Secretary was nearly as dark. It was more comedic compared as well. to what other other movies that you see that that have that. So yeah, it is like a fairy tale and a lot lighter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I mean. 
Go ahead. We'll Ano-ho- talk. We'll, we'll talk more. Another movie that uh, sealed the deal for me was Nine and a Half Weeks. That was both of our right up. Those are my top two, by the way. Yeah. Just so that you know. Nine and a Half Weeks. And Nine and a Half Weeks, it didn't come out saying, you know, this is about BDSM. But a lot j- of the movies that I like don't necessarily they're not necessarily until somebody watches it and is like oh that's heavy with that in there yes but it was about power exchange and manipulation of another yes and a just great movie it was so good i think i think that as the psychological thriller got in there you can you know you have to protect yourself somewhat and that was the tragedy of their love. She didn't have any clue what she was getting into. So it wasn't necessarily consensual. It was like a narcissist manipulating yes. something. Yeah. You know, and I think he did kind of fool around and fall in love. But by that time, she just was, oh, my God, you have, you know, he broke her down and didn't take the time to build her back up. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was like a scene with no aftercare. I I don't think I don't think this podcast would be complete if we just didn't mention Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, we have There's, to mention it. Yes, we're that. Yes, definitely Fifty Shades of Grey. I did not see it just because that one is the most popular among. Well, the, apparently, this subject people find interesting. Whether, you know, you can listen to us in your private time, in the car, going to work, or, you yeah, know. according to book sales and movie sales, yeah, yeah you, people are people interested. People are very interested in this now, dynamic. question, yes. would they be just as interested if Christian Grey was in a trailer park and it was the exact same dynamic? Maybe he was the owner of the trailer park. You know what? Um, Would people still be interested in that if he didn't have money and power and fame? Would it still be interesting? They would still be interested, but it would no longer be called a love story. It would be that would be what you would watch on the next episode of Criminal Minds or um, the Law and Order SVU Special Victims Unit because it would go from being the. a love story to a serial killer held captive, <laughs> Mari Povich. Uh, Sally Jesse Raphael um, episode is what that would be, and nobody even knows. Let's say, you know, I think Fifty Shades of Grey is um, is is complete fantasy. I mean, nothing in that movie is going to happen in real life, which is probably, I mean, why she wrote it that way, you know. Um, Well, basically, it's no different than the porn books I read when I was younger. (laughs) You know, it's just that, uh, you know, to me, it read like Twilight with no vampires. Just I read like I read like the first one. Well, it was the same person that wrote it, right? No. Stephanie Myers wrote Twilight. Yeah. That's I don't even know that. who wrote yeah, Fifty I don't Shades of Grey. We can Google it, but it wasn't her. <laughs> yeah, y'all can Google it. I have no idea who you know. wrote that. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, you know, whatever. It's. I didn't read Twilight. Uh, I barely read the first Fifty Shades book, and I didn't That's read the saying. other it was, two. That's what I'm saying. It was like, oh, wow. It's hard. Which the other two, I probably should read it before I forgive my opinion on it. 
You know, as uh, from the synopsis of mm-hmm. the things, because I basically read cliff notes for the other ones, because I need to know how it kind of ended. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, it's a series mm-hmm. and, and just who I am as a person that would drive me crazy. So I had to at least read, you know, the the cliffhanger notes, <laughs> the cliff notes of what's going on so that I, you know, kind of get the gist. Yeah. Are they going to end up with each other? Does she heal him with her love? You know? Oh, God. I mean, do they? Are they whatever? Because, uh, you know. Anyway. And so, I mean, you know. She There's so the, many other better movies out there. Uh, there is. But who, you know. One Har- movie? Harlequin romances. It's the same yeah. thing. He just happens to be kinky. Hmm. Hmm. I don't consider him as kinky as I would like, but you know. See, you were in nine and a half weeks in the secretary, and you know, I was very, um, I mean, some of mine are off the rails from when I was young, like when I was really young, and when we were talking about influenced, Mm -hmm. but uh, oddly, a 70s movie called what? Ilsa She-Wolf of the SS, which is really kind of a horror movie. Okay. But there was a lot of weird junk going on there and sexually. And it's really an awful movie. So I don't want people to watch that movie, actually. <laughs> so I just wanted you to know that it, the extremism of it. And also Blue Velvet was a big, mm-hmm. was a very big, you know, one for me. And that was like in the 80s when... You know, because I don't want you because the other one was like something made in 75, 1975, which, by the way, was a big time of open sexuality. There were a lot of movies. Um, was that a foreign film, though? Because I found kink that- and lifestyle and all that. I don't know, because I watched it at a drive in of all places. <laughs> it was like the late night. You know, at drive-ins, they would have double features, sometimes yeah. triple features, depending on where it was and. Uh, my brother was like five years older than me and uh, I lived we grew up before we moved to Florida in a very small town and anyway you could be out running the roads at all times of the night you know you yeah. didn't have to worry about people snatching it was you a different time it was so different and I don't think anybody paid attention to the marquee or whatever and maybe there was a horror thing because <laughs> I think it might have been like Vincent Price and Dr. Fibes on the <laughs> first one and then some other and that happened to be on there and it was just like oh my gosh this is this is insane nuts you know for me at that age so he was like 15 when I was 10 yeah you so know. you learned yeah, I got to see I got to see things that probably my mom wasn't around because I was under the protection of the older people in the tribe that we ran with as kids, you know, there was just whatever. And then Quills was a big one for me too. Yeah. Now Quills but is I was about an adult. is is a Desaad, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then the His story. Yeah, and the chick who was in um, Titanic. Like I never saw. It took forever to watch the Titanic. But because I you remember her Quills. from Twil- Quills. I can't. I don't yeah. know if she did that before or after. But, you know, I knew it was the same person. So go ahead. So anyway, <laughs> that, I mean, I'm just saying those in like A Dangerous Mind mm-hmm. with Michelle Pfeiffer and them had a lot of BDSM 
in it. Yes, it did. You know, so, and like Quills, he, you know, the Marquis de Sade was from the 1700s. I mean, I like a lot of period pieces and things like that. So, yeah, that's um, a thing. And the notorious Betty Page, remember that I movie? Do. The movie about her life. And then there's a documentary that's really good about her as well. But the movie kind of romanticized all of that. And I definitely love the fashion, fetish fashion. Mm-hmm. But heck, I mean, you know, I'm an 80s child. Eurythmics. I am too. I mean, let's look at the so, music influences. My uh, 80s music. Um, 80s mu- movies. My gosh, I can't talk right now. Oh, it's so hard. I didn't oh. put them in any. Um, I didn't either. Order, but, but you um, can remember. But um, Hellraiser was one. Yeah. See, as the horror films that mm-hmm. were had kind of mm-hmm. a. It had an underlying theme, like um, I think in Hellraiser, you know, the guy had to feed, so he was having control over her. She had to bring him people for him to feed on. Yeah. You know. Um, and Sex, Lies, and Videotape, which... Oh, I remember that with Andy McDowell. Yes. Mm-hmm. And who else? James, James Spader. <laughs> yes. In a yes. very, like, a very vulnerable role Less for him. Less than zero was a big... Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. yeah um, for sure. Though that didn't have... It just... It had a little bit of a power dynamic in there, but to me it was more about uh, manipulation mm-hmm. and objectification there. And there's even a funny uh, BDSM movie. Oh, with Rosie O'Donnell, yeah. Dan Aykroyd. Exit to Eden. Mm, yes. Oh, my gosh. That was a book, too, wasn't it? Yes. And that, yes. Because I remember, now that book. A dirty, book, dirty book. But see, that was better than 50. They should have learned from Exit to Eden with the 50 Shades. Let's be honest, though. How many people saw Exit to Eden? <laughs> me and you. <laughs> and that's it. You know, it's sad because Rosie got into really good shape i mean like she looks so good to get into that during that get into that corset yeah she had during to. that show you know well no she didn't because i mean there's a lot of plus size girls that look good when they dress up that has but this nothing. show that movie but, was what in the 80s yeah so and, you didn't oh, see that yet oh no i know for hollywood mm-hmm. you definitely Right, so you know, she was on the forefront, and then. in the '80s, it was even worse. It like the catalyst for most of the anorexia, I think, <laughs> really and truly. And then, uh, and then the people, like, just think, our supermodels, though. Back My bad. Then, it was made in 1994. Ah, so. see, they should have been better, but they weren't because I mean, look at, look at all the things wrong with that television show, Friends, <laughs> that was in the '90s. So it was 20. You know, six years ago, though. There's a TV show that I wish would have kind of pursued um, the power dynamic. And I don't know. Do you do you watch Big Bang Theory? Um, I've seen it, but I'm not a faithful follower. I don't know. I'm not I know either. people got married, the, yeah. whoever. But who do you <laughs> think had that dynamic in there? Well, um, Sheldon and Amy. Okay? Really? Yes. I mean, if... I'll show it to you. I'll put it on the. Yeah. I'll put it on the site. That's but, funny. I can see that nerd culture is very big into BDSM as well, which I dig too. You know, they're gonna make a teleportation device. But there me. is a scene where um, she's she's just looking for some discipline and some for some structure, and um, 
he's trying to figure out all those ways to do that, but nothing is working. So the very it's the very very last scene, and he's like, "All right, I, I'm just gonna have to spank you," and she's like, w- "What? With with your hand? What?" <laughs> 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 and it ends with him swinging his arm and, you know, her going, oh, like that. You don't ever see him spank her. It's implied. But I thought, oh, my gosh, there it is right there. He's so controlling and dominant. Let's put that to good use. And Right. Instead of making him just seem like a narcissistic jerk. Yes. Like give it an outlet. Yes. Explore that a little bit. Because well, Amy's still a very... Uh, very dominant in her field, um, yes. in her her lab work, from what I remember from the show, and uh, I just I just think it would be perfect if they had explored that. Well, you know, there are aspects within the lifestyle, and depending on how you break everything up. But for instance, fifties lifestyle is definitely a um, dynamic. Even Lucy and Ricky, even mm-hmm. though they were in separate beds, he, you know, he would talk. She was worried she would get in trouble. You know, she'd cry and get out of it. <laughs> she was expected to, you know, behave a certain way, look a certain way. Uh, or even just uh, he had expectations as her husband. A lot of um, lifestyles taken in hand. Christian lifestyles are be submissive to your husband. A lot of them leave that out, but really it says be submissive one to another as well. And so um, anyway... I digress, but just saying there were a lot of storylines, but 50s lifestyle, 40 lifestyle, these are all also alternative lifestyles yes. that you can live without ever having anyone lay a hand on you. But, you know, we've all seen reading Facebook and all of that, the old print ads about keeping your wife under control and, you know, spanking her when she was bad used to be that was norm. That was the norm. Of society, is that if you're, you know, women would call was their that, husbands was daddy. Was the norm, or was it how men wanted it to be the norm? <laughs> I because think, you're talking about advertising, correct? But um, which is always lying to you in some form. It has to be. It always starts with a grain of truth. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be all the truth. But a, a convincing lie, the best lie, always starts with a commonality, a common truth. I'm just wondering if those ads accepted. were gaslighting women. Oh, made us think that it yes. was okay for yes. them? Well, I mean, I don't know. Do you think? We had female writers writing about, you know, in the Good Housekeeping magazine, how to keep your husband and how to be perfect and whatever. So this was some sort of... Was it propaganda after the 40s when women found out they didn't really need the men around? Mm, exactly. Like, the the guys come back from the war and they're like, uh, the women, oh, oh, I have to give up my job and my money so that you can go back to work? Right. I well, have to suppress my life? How, or was it, did they go do suppression or were there, what if it just balanced out where some women were like, man, I'm done with this. You, you, you have it. That would be yes. me, by the way. Yes. I mean, you know, I think that there's a flip of a coin. I think that 
we don't have to negate the other person's belief or reality to live our own. The problem is when you are told, no, you can't be this way. You can't operate. You, you know, like shaming someone for not having children or wanting to be a family or not wanting to get married, who wants to pursue a career or whatever. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be shamed for doing that. You should be totally allowed. But I think the mainstream, but I, you know, to sell products, you want some, if you're going to sell soap, you want somebody at home using the soap. True. If both people are working, you know, yeah. You, so at some point they have decided, hey, um, either way. But yeah, I mean, advertisers figured out really quick if we have both ha- people working <laughs> in the household, then we're going to sell double the stuff. There's more right. Disposable, they're going to pay more taxes. There's more disposable income. I'm just talking about yeah. advertisers. Somebody mm-hmm. making money. Who cares? We're not even. We won't even talk about tax i'm just saying if you're an entrepreneur and you want to make money you know as an advertiser my job is to make people want to buy your product so who wants to buy this bdsm product (laughs) we hawking (laughs) have a movie or a book or a tv show that that thinks fits in to the bdsm power dynamic kind of lifestyle that maybe we haven't touched on Please feel free to shoot us an email at gabandgirltime at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page at gabandgirltime or what else? Oh, you can check me out on my Instagram at gabandgirltime. <laughs> so, also, those were fictional books and movies. So, um, if you are interested, in learning a little more or the clinical side. Um, there's a couple books out there that are not quite as fantasy driven as uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, one is uh, Venus and Furs for the very dominant feminist out there. Mm-hmm. Also, um, there is an excellent book called Different Loving, as well as um, Forget the Roses, Give Me the Thorns. Uh, yeah, it's something Is that like that. Is that the title? Forget, forget the roses, send me the thorns. Yeah, send me the thorns. And so, and is there another that you are interested in that offhand, just for if someone's interested in learning clinically about oh, some clinically, of these things? Clinically, I would say the ones that you just said are yeah. probably the two best ones. That are the nonfiction. There. I think they're, well, Venus and Furs is fiction. But yes. interestingly enough, the person that wrote that in like the 17th, century or whatever um he actually used that as a catalyst to live the type of lifestyle he wanted to live and then he eventually had his wife act out versions of the book and they lived happily ever after they you know that was her life so i am gail grantham (laughs) and i'm just jen and we're so happy that you listened to gabin girl time gabin girl time Thank you guys. We'll see you next time.